0: all right jimmy here again episode number three we talked about wholesaling now we're going to talk about assignments that's one of the techniques you can use in wholesaling a contract now <clears throat> let's back up just a little bit before we hit the assignment and talk about when we were talking about in episode two the wholesaling what we need to remember is to wholesale you find the deal then you have to put it under contracts. So let's start with contracts. Let's start with a what we call a purchase contract. If you're in Texas, I tend to use just the TREK contract. Uh, the TREK contract is the one your local board of realtors use and, and pretty much the state would use. So depending on where you live, I always suggest using what your local realtors use as long as you're allowed to use it. In Texas, anybody can use it. Now, once you fill out this purchase contract, Now, remember, the purchase contract is between you and a motivated seller. Now, we haven't talked a lot about motivated sellers. We've only talked about the theory of wholesaling. But if they're motivated and you can get a good deal, then you've got to put it under contract so you have control of the asset, the house. Uh, You have control under contract stating you're going to buy it, but then you have the ability through the wholesale technique to wholesale that contract to somebody else so what we'll talk about after you fill out this purchase contract is how we'll use the assignment contract to then sell the purchase contract now purchase contracts do need to be filled out good (laughs) i didn't know exactly how to say that but you need to know what you're doing is what i'm trying to say Throwing a contract out there is a legal document. If you don't know what you're doing, you could get in trouble. You do need to have certain contingencies in there to protect yourself. Uh, When we do our real estate trainings, we spend quite a bit of time on the TREK contract, the one here in Texas, showing you how to fill it out, what paragraphs definitely must have something in them, the contingencies. Uh, Option money versus earnest money. Do you even need earnest money now with the Texas contract? All those guidelines we go over. We also show you that in that contract, how you are showing to be the buyer is very important. You've got to have the words and or assigns up on the purchase line for being the buyer written there so you can assign that contract. Now, some people will say, hey, the contract's assignable anyway. I'm always like, well, what does it hurt to put it in? So many people get hung up on that. Just make it clear. I hear people all the time say, oh, you could do this, you can do that. And I say, well, you know how you find out for sure is once you get sued. Um, I hear lots of things like that. But once you get it case tried and tested, then you know what will happen. So I'm just better off being safe. Just write it in there. It's either your name or your company name, followed by and or signs. Now, once you do that, you definitely know you have the right to assign the contract. So the second step would be to have an assignment contract. Now, I've been using mine for years. I've modified it over the years. And so my students get that when they do our trainings and it's a real simple one page, fill it out. We are signing the contract with some information, the date, the address over to the new cash buyer. I'm always selling of the people that have cash, fast cash or access to fast cash, not with loans, hard money. Okay. All other loans, typically no. Now we will assign that contract for an amount. So an example, if I've, Put under contract a house at a hundred thousand dollars to purchase it and I've got all my other contingencies and everything else in the purchase contract I'm then selling that contract with the same terms and everything that's in it over to a new investor I'm selling the contract but I'm selling it via an assignment contract now we'll talk about double closings next time but on this assignment contract I will if I'm under contract in the purchase of this uh Asset this house. The contract is for a hundred thousand, but maybe my new buyer is going to give me ten thousand for my contract, which means they will be in the property for the hundred thousand purchase contract plus the ten thousand assignment contract, putting them in for a total of one hundred and ten thousand. Again, the numbers don't matter. You just add zeros or take them away, but. The purchase contract, once I do have that filled out, by the way, you need to immediately get it over to your title company to verify there are no issues. It's always frustrating to have something under contract, have a cash buyer ready to go, and you end up having title issues. And sometimes those title issues cannot be worked out, cannot be repaired, fixed, and cleaned up. So next thing you know, nobody's getting paid. So we fax it over to the title company, ASAP. We then market to our investors. And people are always concerned about, where am I going to find investors? Where am I going to find investors? I'm telling you, just go to your local real estate club. I run one of the oldest real estate clubs in North Texas. And all of Dallas-Fort Worth, we've been around since 2002. Um, We always have seasoned investors there that have cash. We also have new people who are looking To network with people who have cash. I always say that a good deal is the key. With a good deal, cash will always find its way to it. So once you found your buyer that's going to buy your contract, not your house, keep that in mind. You're selling a contract, not a house. You don't want to get in trouble here. Uh, You will assign the contract over for a fee. And the last thing is, just so you know, you might be able to collect some money before the closing But I'm just telling you, if you're working with me, you will not get paid until it funds at closing. I'm not paying you for something in advance that may or may not close due to some title issues. I always put in that I will pay you in my assignment at closing upon funding. And and it's a safe way to do it. Yeah, you can get a little bit upfront as non-refundable things like that. But if that deal falls through because on your end... We don't have clear title or you did something wrong. You need to refund that money. I'm big about being this business, do it and treat it like a business, have integrity and character because there's a new breed of investor out there that doesn't care. Uh, I am amazed at some of the language I hear out there on social media that I'm this, I'm that with every kind of F word and S word and everything else you can think of uh, saying how great they are. That's not good business. That's just... uh, I fly by the seat of your rear end type mentality and don't give a crud about anybody. Do this business right. If you get in a lawsuit, you'll very quickly figure out you're going to stay in business or get out of business or just completely be in a bunch of trouble. Not trying to scare you, but it is a business. You got to do it right. So that's really the assignment technique. Get a property, put it under contract. Use a purchase contract to do it. You have indoor signs in it, and then you can assign it over via the assignment contract to whoever the buyer is that's going to fulfill on your purchase contract. Hope that helps. Went a little longer than I want. Trying to keep them five minutes. Definitely never going over 10 if I can help it. So next time we'll cover double closings. That's a little different. Hope you're enjoying these, and this is episode number three. I am Jimmy Reed. You can check us out at jimmyreed.net. If you're interested in any kind of training from wholesaling to finding deals through probate or just becoming debt-free, we have all that. And again, take care, God bless, and have a great week.